It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. Glad to have you all with us here today. Now, it's travel time. School is out. It's vacation time. And it's really a great time, I say, any time to travel. What about you, Doc Bill? But summertime and out-of-school time is a really good time, too. Summertime is good. It's a nice time. You've got good weather, a lot of good things to do, and it's the best time to go to the beach. What's the best time to go to the beach? And, you know, I love hitting the road or jumping on a flight or starting a new adventure even on the beach. But the beach sounds more like a relaxation than an adventure. Walking on the beach is an adventure. Seeing the wildlife, you know, those are things that are fun. Well, you know, I've been traveling since I can remember. My father would take us on some of his business trips, and I can remember being so excited about going to visit the relatives in Florida and going to the beach. Uh, He also did a lot of traveling to recruit teachers because he was a principal. And that was just really a fun and a very special time, really, for me to travel with my dad. And since I'm talking about my dad and traveling, we have a very special guest co-host sitting in with us today. And that's Marjorie Roberts, who is my sister. So welcome to the show, Marjorie. Thank you, Anita. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you here. It's good to look over, especially talking about traveling and traveling with Dad sitting in the back of the station wagon mm-hmm. and, you know, facing, you know, the opposite direction of the how the traffic was going and all the crazy fun stuff that we would do. You know, that was a time when, when you traveled, the family car was really the place where a lot of the the journey really took place, was all the fun things we did, the sing-alongs, mm-hmm. the looking for tags from certain states. I mean, all those kind of fun things. You know, I don't know if families, when they travel, are still doing all those things or not, because it seems like we're so connected to electronics. But tell me about, you know, what are some of the things that when we travel that, you know, we should be doing to stay connected as a family? Well, Anita, that's a very good observation in thinking back about how uh, things have changed a little bit. But Actually, not a lot because people still have road trips with their families and they're pretty connected to electronics, but there are some other things to do too. So let's chat about some of those things. Well, I would love to chat about some of those things with you because I know you're the reading specialist and you're a teacher for, how many years were you a teacher? I was a teacher for about 13 years in the classroom and about 19 years with teachers and their students. So oh my goodness! So you know a, a lot long of, time. <laughs> you know a lot about that keeping folks engaged because I think summer vacations really should also involve keeping kids involved and having opportunities for them to learn different things. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what are some of your ideas of activities and things that people can do, maybe as a road trip or even flying or taking the train or cruises? Just how can we stay? learning while we're vacationing? Well, there are definitely some things that parents and families and uh, friends who travel with children over the summer can do to stay connected to their learning and their academic progress. One of the things that teachers talk about a lot is the summer gap um, that uh, kids tend to lose some of the things that they've learned over the summer. So you really do want to have the summer full of things that keep them connected to the things they've been studying and learning while they're at school. So let's see. 
A summer vacation with kids, no matter which way you're traveling, boat, car, bus, plane, train, there are many things you can do, but I'll start off with some things that are kind of basic that parents will probably say, oh, yeah, I, 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 that's a good I idea. Do <laughs> I connect to that. I, I do that already. And one thing is to um, make sure that you have good snacks so that kids um, can munch and, and be comfortable and, and happy. Make sure that you um, take along those electronic toys. We talk about being 21st century ready. Kids and teachers hear that discussed a lot at school, 21st century ready, which means you are learning through technology. And um, books. It's really good to take books along. And something that parents may not be as familiar with is that wordless picture books are really good for kids no matter what age, from 2 to 22. Why is that? That's because they give you an opportunity to create your own story, if you will. For young kids, the pictures engage them in things that they can connect with. For older kids, wordless picture books actually will help them use words and create their own stories in their minds and have a lot of conversation about what they are seeing in the book. So if you happen to have maybe two copies of the same title, you can talk about the pictures and the words that might be generated from looking at those pictures, the locations, characters, all sorts of things that connect to reading and learning to read and knowing how to read. So wordless picture books are really good for pre-readers, beginning readers, independent readers, as just a good way to generate conversation. Well, you know what it always also reminds me of, too, is a great way to maybe become good storytellers because you can create really any story if the words are not there. You Absolute, make up your own story. Absolutely. That's part of the, the, the big idea of wordless picture books. And the older kids, about seven years old, eight years old, old and on up, can actually write some of their own stories down that they make up about the pictures. Well, I love that idea. And Doc Bill, I mean, what better place than say, you mentioned going to the beach, but the beach has so many things that you can even add to the picture book that may not be in there that creates a story as well. All right, you get local picture books with things with types of different types of seashells, different types of plants. So when the kids can read all that on their way down, then when they get to the location, they have already had that basic fund of knowledge and get the kids involved in how to get to the, the location. There's a lot of GPS maps so they can see how they're going, whether it's an iPad or a map, and they can follow their course of travel and see what things that they anticipate that they might see along the way with these new devices. Absolutely. That ties right into the next thing that I was going to suggest, along with the technology and the snacks and the books. Travel games and travel activities are really good ways to keep kids talking, keep parents talking, and really create a bond of communication between parents and, and their, their children. Let me just name a few things, and as you listen to my list, you may hear some that you actually are connecting to. Um, I spy games. When kids are riding along in the car or on the bus or the train, they look at things that they see along the way. I spy a barn. I spy a tractor. I spy an oak tree. Different things that they see along the way. I used to love that. Um, another thing is to keep a travel journal. That means that the kids will bring along some blank uh, pages and create their own little uh, book, staple the pages together. And write down thoughts and things that you see as you go along and actually illustrate a picture to go along with what you're writing. 
there's something called dots to boxes, which is you have a page with lots of dots and you connect the dots to make boxes or to make squares. And whoever makes the first square puts their first initial in that square. And you see who can create the most boxes. Um, travel words, where you look at certain words that you see as you pass along and maybe create an alphabetized um, word log, uh, McDonald's, which is an M, or anything that uh, has um, a word that they can remember and, and write down. Like All sorts idea. of things are, are good to do. Well, you know, I remember sing-alongs. I mean, is that still a good idea? You know, it's a great way to learn songs and even particular songs about the area. Oh, absolutely. Sing-alongs are great. Um, old favorites just make the whole family bond, and, and it kind of creates a happy spirit in the car when, you, when you're having a sing-along. Right. Everybody got to join in. I mean, it's certainly a way for everyone to join in. Now, what about something? I've heard of, you heard you mention something called Hinky Pinky. I mean, that's a funny name within itself. I would think that especially younger kids would want to participate in that just so they can say they did Hinky Pinky on vacation. A Hinky Pinky is really, really cute. And once kids get the hang of it, you kind of have to stop them from doing them. But a Hinky <laughs> Pinky is actually sort of like a brain teaser, if you will, where you... Think of a clue, for example, that will lend itself to coming up with an answer for the clue. And let me give you an example so I can be just a little more clear about how you do it. You would say something like, overweight kitty, and the answer would be, fat cat. So the hinky pinky involves giving a clue, and the clue is usually two or three words, and the answer is usually a rhyming pair of words. And we're coming down to the bottom of this segment. Margie, those are some great ideas. This is Travel Bags with Anita and Friends on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN.